how none of us like when someone is trying to push to to force us to do something against our own will in what feels like a bit of an aggressive manner like a when a salesperson approaches you and you feel cornered and the only thing you have on your mind is like where is the nearest exit or when your boss is making you to do something out of your comfort zone in a manner that you can't really object to, but you don't feel really good about it. Or right now, as we fight the COVID-19 virus, legislators all over the world are forcing us to use masks, and some of us are fighting forcefully against it. None of these are actually persuasion. These are more an example of a you know, coercing somebody to do something against their will. This is not persuasion. Persuasion is a positive act. Coercion is an act of power. People with power often feels like less inclined to be persuasive because they feel like with this power, using this power, they are allowed to just dictate, you know, what they expect from other people. Why coercion is a bad choice is pretty evident in this mask coercion. While I am personally all for masks and wear a mask myself, I can totally empathize why why there are a lot of people who are against wearing a mask. If you want to get something done by someone, you know, you have to be persuasive. It is much more a tactic that brings effectiveness, that gets you what you want. Persuasion gets you what you want in a much more effective and positive manner than forcing somebody to do something that they don't understand why they should. And if you want to succeed in your talent marketing efforts, as in persuade your talent audiences to pay attention to your messages, choose your business over others, you must learn to be persuasive. Welcome to Building a Modern Employer Brand Podcast. I'm your host and my name is Susanna Rantanen. And in this week's episode, I'm going to introduce you to something called persuasion. Because if you desire to become a truly professional talent marketer, you really must know what persuasion is and you really must become a skilled persuader. And this will take you much further in your career because when you know how to persuade others, it's not just a time marketing joke. You can use it anywhere you want to. But let's first talk about what is persuasion. So it's actually a technique that we can use to influence and convince another person. However, it becomes manipulation Manipulation is negative. It becomes manipulation if we use persuasion techniques to try to influence another person to do something that is beneficial only to ourselves. Manipulation is something I do not want a professional talent marketer to practice. Being manipulative is dirty. Being manipulative is using your power over somebody to get what you want at the cost of another. Persuasion, on the other hand, should be seen as a tactic to accomplish something in a way that will be beneficial for yourself, your party, and the party of the other. 
In essence, persuasion is about winning people over, getting support to your ideas or your cause, promoting something successfully, like your company as an ideal workplace, which is obviously what you do all the time when you promote a job post or when you communicate about your employer image or when you build your employer brand. Why talent marketers can greatly benefit from being more persuasive? Now, Daniel Bink, who is a world-renowned author and speaker about selling and motivation, says that studies show 40% of the time that we spend at work, 40% of the time we spend at work is actually 24 minutes of every working hour of yours. So this 24 minutes of every working hour we actually spend doing something that is akin to sales, akin to persuading somebody else to do something. So we're trying to influence, we're trying to persuade, and we're trying to convince others to do something that helps us to get further at our own job. And if we're selling something like a job, a career opportunity, or our company as the ideal potential place of work to our audiences, now, I think we should learn more about how to get that sales done. Talent marketing is an act we do to accomplish the goal we were set for in our job. And when we do recruitment campaigns, we were given the task to help the recruitment, the talent acquisition, to fill the vacancy, to deliver, to deliver awareness to their open uh, vacancies so that they can actually start the selection process. And the hiring manager expects us to do a really good marketing campaign. The hiring manager expects us to help them, the talent acquisition, to get the candidates they desire so that they can select and choose and hire somebody. Because otherwise, you know, there's a risk of failure in their own job. So we do internal development activities to build a better workplace in the attempt to, for example, you know, uh, decrease the turnover and, uh, you know, decrease the risk of losing the talents that our business desires, you know, during hard times. We do employer branding to convince the marketplace that we are the number one choice for our desired talents when they make their next career changes. So talent marketing is really selling an idea convincing the talent to think what is beneficial for your business, for you as a talent marketer, so that you can do your job. But it becomes manipulation unless your talent marketing messages include the benefit for the talent as well. So talent marketing is really about selling an idea and convincing your ideal talents to choose your business so that your business will do better. Traditional talent marketing, I kind of feel is closer to manipulation, if you really think about it, because the way, you know, the way you see marketing and communications used in uh, talent marketing in what I call the traditional way, is really about marketing and advertising a vacancy and talking about the benefits for the business. I know this sounds pretty cruel, but just think about it. Most employers believe that they have the power over the job seekers and employees. This is super evident in so many recruitment processes still where the hiring managers, the employers believe that, you know, they can dictate what goes on 
in this process, who gets the job, how this is you know, done, and so on. They don't feel inclined to sell the opportunity. They don't feel like they have to compete with others. And when you represent your employer, your place of work, and you promote those open jobs, you know, oftentimes you kind of think about the position that in the traditional sense that uh, that they should be happy if they actually got a job with your company or they should be happy if you guys actually choose them or, uh, you know, or you could think the more modern way, the more persuasive frame of mind that you guys should be happy if your talents actually chose you or you could think that you should both be happy if your paths paths crossed so you know it's not that hard to be a bit manipulative in recruitment process have that kind of a manipulative coercive power enforcing frame of mind and it really looks like it really looks like most of the the job posts that uh that consist that are essentially just a list of requests by the employer. So this, when you propose a job opportunity for your talent, and only thing you write about is how fantastic you are, what you do, and what you expect and require and request from the other person. That is not about being persuasive. That is really about coercing your power and expecting your talents to jump on the gun and feel like this is a wonderful opportunity for them to, you know, to get with you. Another example of a more coercive frame of mind taking place in a recruitment process is that the, the, the selection process is conducted in the time frame that is suitable to a business. As it, if it takes six months, it takes six months and we expect you as an applicant just to wait for our response. And uh, we communicate when we have the time uh, and we only offer interview slots when it's uh, suitable for us. We don't ask, you know, when would be suitable for you and so on. So these are just examples of very typical recruitment process behavior, like a prime example of how we use our power as employers and expect the candidates to do and act upon what is really beneficial to us essentially just to wait, you know, so that we're ready. And I know that putting it like this, I'm sure you start to think like, no, 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 we're not using our power to get our way. These things happen because of this and that and the other. But really, you know, these things seed bad candidate experiences, which are the fruit of a company culture where people with status coerce their power. Bad candidate experiences hurt your reputation and, you know, bring down the entire appeal for your company. And just as, you know, just the same as bad customer experiences will. And because of social media, because of, you know, everybody having a voice today, even if we close our eyes and shut our ears when we exercise our power this way, our audiences will know they you know, then they will share their bad experiences. So I want you to understand the difference between being, you know, using your power or being on this frame of mind where you feel like you have power over your ideal talents and therefore ending up kind of coercing in your recruitment processes. And I want you to understand what the difference is when you're actually being persuasive.
being persuasive is absolutely a skill that anybody can learn. And in addition to it being a skill, it is also a frame of mind. It is a value, a value you can choose to exercise when you operate as an as a talent marketer or as a talent acquisition person, regardless of the values in your business or the values of other people in this process. You personally can choose this to be your value, positive persuasion. Why does it matter? Now, imagine yourself being the target of somebody's coercion. Imagine this very pushy and aggressive uh, person trying to force you to buy something. How do you feel? You feel uncomfortable. You feel like you're going to be ripped off. You feel you feel like you, you get mad. You get upset. You don't trust this kind of person. You don't tolerate their behavior. You don't want to have anything to do with this kind of person. Now, of course, this is like the worst case example, but it's very common in business life that, you know, people who feel like they have power, they try to coerce that power and manipulate somebody to do something that is beneficial for the person, but actually doesn't really have any benefit for the other person. Kind of like cornering somebody. Uh, in the old world, you know, big companies had status and that status represented power and that power became coercion and it was just accepted because, you know, us as normal people didn't have a voice. As consumers, we didn't have a voice. As, you know, employees, we didn't really have a, a voice. As uh, job applicants, we didn't really have a voice. But today, social media has given us a voice and is a loud voice. So there is no longer that much power that can be coerced, even though some businesses continue to try to do it, making a mockery of themselves. Today, when somebody, when an employer, let's say in a recruitment process, tries to coerce, tries to use their power over the talent, the talent feel is going to feel like that person has some big balls. They're addressing me like that or treating me like that or talking to me like that or expecting me to wait without an explanation. People don't tolerate this kind of behavior anymore. When people have power and talents have power, a lot of power these days, they're not going to be subject to coercion and manipulation and this kind of poor treatment. And more and more people in your talent audiences have power, have voice. And that's why you need to pay attention to how your business, through your decisions, your words, your actions, or the actions that you teach others at your company about how to act with talents and uh, you know how to voice yourself through talent marketing and talent communication. You need to pay attention to whether that is being coercive or whether that is being persuasive. And I bet you want to hear what is the skill of persuasion that you should learn about and practice as a talent marketing professional. And I'm going to tell you in a minute, but I first want to inform you about something huge that is coming up and what I think you and I can both benefit from. And what I'm going to tell you is not about manipulating you because there is a benefit for you. Instead, I'm trying to persuade you.
Have you noticed how much you enjoy working with recruitment marketing, recruitment communications, and employer branding activities? How you wished you could spend even more of your working hours being creative, being innovative, building the employer image or the brand your workplace deserves, getting your hands in that kind of work? Or maybe as a talent acquisition professional, you wish you could dive deeper into using marketing and communications and social media to help your business get more quality quality applicants to your recruitment processes. And, you know, maybe you wish that you knew how to do better candidate communication, how to build candidate experiences with words and with different kinds of means, how to improve those super important candidate experiences that, you know, essentially influence your employer brand. You've realized there is no school to learn this from, not specifically in talent marketing and talent communication context. All business or consumer marketing books seem irrelevant to you because they teach how to use marketing to sell. You don't want to sell. I have really good news for you. In early 2021, we are launching Talent Marketing School online for aspiring talent marketing professionals like yourself. Now, Telemarketing School will be a members-only educational platform where against the annual membership fee, you will get access to all the educational content, you know, lessons, courses, material that I will provide you there over time. And I will be teaching you how to use communication, how to use marketing, to influence, to persuade, to convince your talent audiences, be it internal or external, be it active or be it passive job seekers. I will teach you how to get your ideal talents to eventually choose your business because you are the right match using marketing and communication. Now, Talent Marketing School is targeted to modern talent marketers who want to build a career in talent marketing and employer branding. Become an expert in how to help a business to win the war for talent using modern marketing communication techniques that are suitable for the talent landscape. And you will not be able to get this kind of education from anywhere because I will share my 20 years of experience from marketing and communication tailored specifically to the talent marketing environment. This is not how to build a recruitment campaign. This is about you. This is about you being able to learn everything that goes into being a professional talent marketer and maintaining that knowledge over time. This is about you knowing what professional design marketing and communication really means and being able to always select or suggest the best strategies and means to help organizations to win the war for their ideal talents. If this is something that aspires to you, go to modernemployerbrand.com and click on the purple button that says join TMS waitlist. I invite you to join the waitlist now for Talent Marketing School so that you get the opportunity to get access first. We're launching online early 2021 and signing up to the waitlist will put you at the forefront of the row and you'll become among the first ones to get access when we launch and a discount as well. This is a deal that you can't really overlook. So go to modernemployerbrand.com, click on the join TMS waitlist button to sign up. That's all you need to do right now. Then just wait to hear from me.
about the science of persuasion in short. The reason why you should pick up this skill is because the world is changing. As you progress in your career, the talents you will come across will have even more power than their counterparts have today. Companies are really becoming less and less hierarchical. Employment contracts are changing around us. Talents of the digital era are more and more sure about themselves about standing on their two, own two feet and, you know, being able to choose who they want to work with and when they want to work with. They have something employers and businesses need, meaning employers have less power over them. And when we are more equal, I can't tell you what you must do. I can only persuade you to consider And if I master this persuasion, you're more likely to actually be inspired to take the action that I also desire. And the science of persuasion, in short, is just that. A persuader serves another person. And when you exercise persuasion, you persuade another person to take an action or move along to a direction that is beneficial for you both. So let's talk about your vacancies again. If you want your most ideal talent to end up choosing your business as their next workplace, you need to persuade your company is worth of their time and that it will be beneficial for them to follow, to consider, and eventually to make that call. Oftentimes we look at hiring from our own perspective, the internal perspective of, you know, needing to hire, needing to fill this vacancy so that we as a business can meet our goals and we can succeed. Our bosses will be happier because their bosses will be delighted. So we introduce the career opportunity from the angle that serves our benefit. A typical recruitment need is worded into a form of a job post that essentially describes what the hiring company expects, needs, and requires. And those are the words also used very often. Expects, needs, requires. When, let's say a currently unemployed job seeker has a lot less power over their career than you as a prospective employer do. Obviously, they oblige, they tolerate. But does that mean they feel good about it? That they will put their hearts and their souls into the job that you so kindly offered them? In fact, when their situation improves, when they already have a job, they will be in a better place to look for a better job, a job where they can actually feel something about, that they can actually feel comfortable putting their heart in it, where they actually feel that they are respected and appreciated. When the job seeker has a lot of power, they are already in a good job. They have no reason to take any available job. They have the skills, they have the experiences that make them a very desired talent. They have more power. That's when they are not willing to compromise and just go for any over available. That is also why more and more talents of the digital era are being extremely cautious about and and consider about who they're going to choose. They take their time. They do their research. They want to make sure that you are actually a great place to work. 
if your job post is all about what you as a business need, expect, and require, it's a huge turn up for somebody who actually, you know, doesn't need to make any compromises and can actually take their time to be bicky and look for, you know, a better boss, a better vision, a better future for themselves. If your business needs to woo those talents, those talents that have power, you know, power over their own career decisions. You need to master persuasion. You need to learn how to communicate, use words in a way that will take into account that your ideal talents have power over their careers. So last week I mentioned Daniel Pink. And Daniel Pink is really good about persuasion. And key to persuasion, the words of Daniel Pink is, To persuade is about serving the other person in order to move them to a better place where they are now. And to help another person to get to a better place requires for you and I to be better human beings. And as in not to look for our own interest and our own benefit first or only, not to manipulate others to get what you and I want. When I teach you about how to become a talent marketing professional, when I teach you about persuasion, I am teaching you. I'm not teaching the business you represent. I'm teaching so that you will have those skills, those skills that you can apply in your career. If your current workplace is not allowing you to be a better human being, you need to up your own market value as a talent marketer so that you will have more power over your career options into choosing a workplace where, you know, they allow you to be better human beings and allow you to be one too. There is so much I could tell you about persuasion and persuading, convincing, influencing your ideal talent audiences uh, as these are at the core of the magnetic employer branding method. So I'm going to continue with this topic next week, a little bit more to give you a more sort of a better look into and more time uh, about learning how to be more persuasive and how persuade, being persuasive can benefit you and the people you work with and the talent that you want to influence and impact. So I welcome you back next week to building a modern employer brand podcast to learn more. My name is Susanna Rantanen and if this is something you feel like you can benefit from as in learning the skills that are required to be a professional talent marketer, you really need to sign up at Talent Marketing School. So go to modernemployerbrand.com, click on the purple button that says join TMS waitlist. Get on the waitlist and you'll be among the first ones to get access when we launch. It's going to be moi moi.